absolutely thrilled to be actually making this for the very first time. Um, my name's Emmanuel. Um, yes, I know. I mean, fuck knows why Mar and Pa called me Emmanuel, but they decided to, and that's the name that I've been stuck with for the last 70 years. And um, I have to say, I mean, you know, give or take a few scrapes, Emmanuel's seen me through to this point, which is really rather a fucking miracle, to be honest. Um, anyway, I... I um. I thought I'd have a little chat and um, see how we get on with this podcasting thing. Because, to be honest, I was getting a little bored, you know. I mean, uh, I've been retired for God knows how long. In fact, I probably haven't ever really properly worked. Um, I mean, I put that down to too many drugs during the, uh, you know, the late 70s, 60s or whenever it was. Um, Fucking fried my brains, really. But anyway, not to worry, I'm still here, more or less, and, um, you know, having rather a, um exciting time now, actually, because um, not only have I discovered podcasting, but I've also discovered a very nice um, a maid who's um, come along and she's really transformed my flat, to be honest with you. It was a bit of a shithole. I mean, I don't really want to keep swearing, it's ever so vulgar. Um, but um, she really has transformed my flat. Um, but I'll, I'll pick, I'll, I'll, I'll pick, um, pick up more about her a bit later on. Just a very quick note to say that the first podcast, which is just about to come up, is my first ever interview. Um, and I want to make an apology, first of all. Sound quality is not 100%. And put that down to my gross negligence and my gross inability to master basic voice editing skills you know but i'm getting there but anyway i hope you enjoy it Welcome to Vita Ermina, and my name's Emmanuel, and I have got an absolutely fantastic guest lined up for you today. Um, she's one of my oldest and dearest friends. Her name's Araminta, or Minty for short. Um, how are you, Minty? I'm very well, thank you. Um, that's fantastic. Now, the reason I've chosen uh, Minty to talk to is because she's an absolutely fascinating character who has built herself, if I might say, a fantastic antiques empire um, on the south coast and and it's incredible how she's managed to do that. Um, And I kind of think I'd like to know uh, really, um, Minty, how how you got into this. I mean, what was the seed that actually got you into it? Because it's not something that I think most um, prepubescent schoolgirls would be really, you know, really into. I mean, they're in these days. I don't know what they're into, to be quite honest. But you know, it's not the first thing that springs to mind. So, what was it that made you, my Minty, go into antiques? Well, I was five years old, and it was the school jumble sale. I was rummaging around, and I found a beautiful enamelled buckle. And I knew it was very old and I knew it was very beautiful and it was one pence. 
I still have that buckle. So that was the seed. It was like you wanted, you wanted to have that buckle. Uh, I always appreciated beautiful things, and even now, I may not know what something is, but I know if it's old, and I also now know, with a lot of years of experience behind me, I know if a thing is good. It's sort of like osmosis. It just you just know, and it was always there. And over the many many years I've lived, I have honed that skill. So that was the spark that ignited the fire, wasn't it? Um, now we go back a long way, don't we, Minty? <laughs> I do remember. Um, you know, I used to um, uh, hang out in the theatre bar, and, and I should tell uh, the listeners that we 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 grew up in a, a sort of uh, seaside resort town, not particularly famous, and it was you know pretty bloody boring if you want to know um and i used to hang out at the theater because i don't know i just used to like the, the the atmosphere and the buzz and anyway um i happened to be at the bar and and and, and you were waitressing that's right you were waitressing i think it was your um holiday job wasn't it something like that and so you know we hit it off i mean and, and she was a you know she was quite a looker you know i mean i have to say um uh, not that I was looking, of course, because I, I was uh, considerably uh, uh, older. Um, but yeah, we struck up a friendship, didn't we? We did. We, we did. did. And and at that time, I think Minty was we, we had aspirations of uh, making it quite big on the stage, didn't you? I did, but was not to be. No, um, things didn't quite work out. Um, but you know, um, there were some nice car rides, weren't there? In my uh, 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 Triumph Spitfire. Oh, I loved it when you used to give me a lift to school. It was marvellous. That's right, you know. I mean, um, anyway, uh, I think we're sort of div divulging or whatever you call it. Anyway, we're getting slightly off track here. So, um, so you didn't straight away get into the antiques trade, did you? Because I believe you took another route. Well, I did. When I realised I was not going to be the next Glenda Jackson, uh, my mother suggested I became a nurse. And her argument for me, nursing, it was not a great vocational thing for me at the time. But my mother pointed out that if I went to a London training hospital, I would get accommodation for free. And that meant that I could spend all of my wages, because in those days we did get a small salary for being student nurses, I would be able to spend all of my salary on party dresses. And being a, a fairly deep-thinking person, that, that was enough for me. So it was really not the vocation. It wasn't like you want to save people's lives. No, I just or... want... No, 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 absolutely not. I just really wanted to leave home so my parents would stop telling me what to do. Yeah, and I... I, I but you went to um, quite a top London hospital, I, I, you know. Well, was, I did. It was I mean, quite, quite prestigious, absolutely. wasn't it? Absolutely. You know? I went... I trained at guys um i was initially thinking of going locally but i thought no i really wanted to be up in the I'm metropolis in i wanted to be up there living my best life um the only slight hitch with that was i'd always had a bit of a problem with mathematics so i had to forge my maths o level but it's really very easy to change an e into a b with a pencil wouldn't get away with it these days, but I did then. And so I was duly accepted to do my... Oh, 
general marvelous, nurse training. Marvelous. Well, I mean, who needs maths anyway? The, not, 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 you know, nowadays, I mean, you've got all these, sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, applications and AI or whatever it's called, you know. Um, so I muddled through. You muddled through. So you, you, you had had quite a time in London. Um, I did. I went to lots of parties. Absolutely. And I, I, I seem to remember that. You had quite a good time up there. I did. Uh, but anyway, you came back, you were qualified, and you were a nurse. So well, what happened next? Well, I got married obscenely young. Oh, that's right. Mm. I do remember. And uh, yes, I, I remember we were all a bit taken aback, actually. We, we couldn't quite fathom what had gone on there, and, unless you were up the duff, which I don't no, think no, you I were. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. No. No. Um, um, but anyway, you, 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 you... Well, you... Well, you see, he had his own car and his own flat, and his family had a family crest, which was oh, I terribly see. impressive yeah, well, to me ter- at the time. I think yeah. my priorities may have been a little skewed. Yeah. Um, so I married him. Um, and uh, then I had my first child. Uh, that's right, and I remember that quite distinctly. Oh. And I do remember um, some years later going down to the beach and... Um, paddling and you know and taking them with my niece and mm. uh, you know I don't know what happened but the, you know they had fun anyway they did they did uh, and, and that was quite nice but I, I don't think things were going terribly well were they not really unfortunately the bit that I'd overlooked because I was so swayed by the car the flat and the family crest was that he was actually an alcoholic yeah that's quite a big thing actually big thing. i mean if you come to me minty i would have probably told you that oh i think many people did tell me that but you did want to see it you were like no, in no. denial no i i was oh i can sort this out you know we'll have a family and it'll all be wonderful yes and so i had the family and it wasn't wonderful so that takes me up to getting on for 30 and i didn't want to be in this situation anymore i didn't want to bring my children up in this situation so the marriage ended. Yes, I, I, I um, kind of, um, I don't remember that bit. I don't know what I was doing, but I do remember that you ended up in a, in a rather lovely Victorian Gothic pile, which was very nice, wasn't it? Um, but you had to do something to make ends meet. Well, you? I did. Um, my erstwhile husband had moved back to London, leaving me with this big rambling house big Victorian thing, plastered blown on all the walls and the children used to ride their tricycles down the hall and bash holes in it and I remember once I, I got a load of newspaper and bunged it in the hole and put a load of polyfiller over it and then for years afterwards the children were pulling bits of newspaper out the wall. But I had lodgers, um, it was money in hand, I was careful about who I had to live with me um, and I used to pay them to babysit so I would go and do night duties. I remember that, yes. That's, that's, that's quite tough, though. It, single it mum. tough, single mum. You have to be careful who you have in your house for children. There were some disasters. There was one chap who... I became very good at evicting people instantly. Um, one chap I evicted disappeared with a load of my tools. I remember seeing a red spirit level sticking out of his bag, thinking, oh, it's just like my spirit level. Not that I ever needed spirit level. No, I was going to say, I can't see you, Minty, really doing much with a spirit level. No, one thinks might always come in handy. Anyway, he went off with my spirit level. Um, I had another lady lodger who used to steal my clothes 
And once she'd sort of thrown red wine all down the top and vomited all down it and then told me it was me and I must have done it without knowing, which is quite peculiar because I don't drink red wine. I never have done No, I know. Well, that was ghastly. I'm I mean, a I hope you... champagne girl, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, absolutely. Bubbles fizz mm. every time. Yeah, they so, don't make me so ill. They don't make me ill at all, in fact. So that was a pretty horrible experience. But, that I mean, was, you got it through it. It was not a good time. But that was why it was such a tough time. I felt while the divorce was going on, because it's quite a long-winded affair, I needed to do something that gave me joy, apart from night duties. So I had always been a collector myself. I'd always loved antiques and anything to do with history, really. So I rented a small cabinet in an antique centre up in mid-Sussex somewhere, and I started selling things, and then I started buying things to sell. And this was the essence this was how it it's the, the beginning the beginning of the beginning you know and so you you started there and i started that and i started doing antique fairs ah. which broadened my horizons taught me an awful lot um and then it was some years later um a little antique shop opened locally and there on the back of them was my Second and current and only husband I shall ever want again. Oh, so so from the from the the, the, the beginnings there, you ended up with um, meeting your 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 current husband. Do you want to hear how we met? Yeah, I don't I, know if I've ever actually. Well, I don't this. actually know how you met because you I mean, I had a. It just happened. It was I symbiotic. Had, I had a little Renault Five that had once been red but had faded to a slightly unpleasant orange colour. And I was driving this little car up the road one day, full of children, some were mine, some weren't, I don't know who they were, but there were various kids in there. And I saw two chaps carrying a very beautiful early English stick-back chair, repainted quite badly, I have to say, but nevertheless, a nice early English chair. And I have a bit of a thing about nice vernacular furniture. So I, there was nowhere to park, so I just stopped the car in the middle of the road and jumped out. And I asked the chap who was carrying it where he was going. He said, oh, we're taking off to an antiques fair. I asked how much it was. We agreed the price. He said, stay there. I'll go home and get my family allowance to pay for it. The other chap was on the back of the van. That was my, my darling, who later told me he watched this exchange and went home to his flatmates that night. And they said, you know, how was your day? And he said, I met this girl today. She's bonkers. I'm going to marry her. Oh. That was about ten years before we actually did marry, but marry we did eventually. Ah, so 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 from that moment he was pretty keen on getting to know you, wasn't he? Yes, so, but he didn't want to rush things. It take no, ten, ten years. years. Well, I mean, I I I think that's about right. You to be honest. I mean, well, one doesn't want know. to rush these things. Not after the, my first no debacle. Absolutely. So from there, you you were together. You're a team, and I believe from that point, you started going to house clearance now i i don't well, know this was my husband's side of the business he was already an established antiques dealer and he's he covered a much wider spectrum than i did so we but we had knowledge in different areas so we joined forces and that is the definition of a good marriage or relationship is you are stronger together than you are apart and with our strengths we have built a very successful business and I would say antiques dealing, it's a hugely wide umbrella. 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I personally don't really have that much knowledge of the antiques trade, and I guess the uh, house clearance can feed into the antiques. Uh, am I right? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm going to. Yes. So you do have some knowledge. Oh, no, no, no. I don't. I down. don't mean that. I mean how the two go together. So you've got like house clearance and antiques. No. The, the listeners probably think house clearance is something completely different to antiques, but actually the two go together, don't they? Absolutely. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Uh, don't don't remind me of the inkwell, please. That's Sorry. Really, thank you. It causes your anxiety. <clears> it does, it? yeah. It gives you one of your funny attacks. I do. I sort of hyperventilating. Mm. Um, well, when you live in a seaside resort, as we do, they are by nature inhabited by lots of elderly people. And it's a fact of life that the Grim Reaper comes for those people. The Grim Reaper is not bothered about the interest rate or, you know, the financial markets. He comes and he takes people. So these people die and their properties need to be cleared. And this has to be done. And this is a good bread and butter part of our business. And I think people think of the antiques trade as sitting in some beautiful bijou salon boutique shop oh, selling, absolutely, selling yeah. exquisite artefacts with well manicured nails that's a very 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 small part of it um, a lot of it is actually rubber gloves, face masks and an awful lot of bin liners and toilet rolls oh well that's now that's that's the best bit you've, you've taken me on to my favourite part because people expect you oh what do you find yes that's right I mean well frankly we find some absolutely monstrous things but I don't know if, if this is a family well I, I, I can imagine I, mean, I think our, our, our listeners can imagine I mean I'm thinking first of all dentures uh, oh I'm gosh, sure dentures are the least um, of it uh, you know various sex toys I can imagine absolutely uh, absolutely uh, we've yeah. had some right horrors I, I can imagine um, you know and this is the thing this is the thing that worries me it keeps me awake at night actually bottling matters um, as well frankly yeah I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of thinking I'm, I'm quite elderly myself and I'm kind of thinking I, I don't want any of that to be found so no. I'm sort of you quietly do, getting rid of you it you do have to yeah. you find something in every property they probably would prefer that a stranger hadn't seen but we do make a point when we go into a clearance if it's a lady that has passed away I always like to clear out her underwear drawer because I wouldn't want some strange man looking through my underwear well unless it was no. by invitation of course but that's right I mean, um, you don't get many those, of those days are gone those days are long gone for me um so I make a point of clearing out the ladies yeah. personal effects absolutely I mean who wants you know I, I mean the thought of someone going through my underwear I mean I have a story actually I, I used to have an apartment in Spain and it was occupied and eventually we, we got it back from the bastards and uh, they took everything including my underwear and I, I, I do find that quite uh, quite vulgar actually it's, it's is quite vulgar, disturbing you have always had lovely underwear I have you? yes had very high and they were clean they had been recently laundered so there were no stains but I mean <laughs> the point is I feel it's kind of very unnerving to think you know some little scumbag is um is going around wearing my knickers you know or my pants <laughs> or whatever anyway we, we, we must move on um so toilet rolls are a big thing well toilet rolls <clears throat> are a big thing yes but um but actually the bit in a house clearance that gives me a bit of a thrill a little frisson is when I find such things as I did last week going through a house in a little annex room. I found a, an unopened bag of 
12 unopened toilet rolls and I thought, well, why not take them home and use them? And when I opened them, they were peach. When did you last see peach toilet rolls? But I tell you, that old-fashioned coloured toilet roll, so much softer than this nonsense by now. Well, I mean, of course, quality's gone down like everything oh, else. It's, it's like, it's you know, uh, greedflation, I mean, you know, drinkflation. I do, drink I start a bit with peach, it, the peach colour. It's not my favourite, I have to say. But it, the quality is superb. But also, I mean, things like washing up liquid, kitchen rolls, foil washing powder, all of these tedious things that we have to buy. And you're I saving a lot of money, because I can tell you... It does mean up. that our house is full of boxes of peculiar cleaning apparatus, but there we go. It's fantastic. My cleaner know. struggles to get through it all. She really does. Well, that's amazing. I mean, and you save so much. So um, so the house clearance is, is part and parcel of the antiques. And I think... I think, what, has there ever been anything that's been tremendously exciting? You've gone in there and you've thought, this is a bog-standard old house clearance here and I'm not sure I'm... Yes, it does happen. Not yeah. as often as we'd like, but there was... I mean, I, I also sell... Well, they call them vintage clothes. I call them second-hand. But I, I pick out clothes going up to no later than the 1980s. 1980s never quite took off um, or hasn't come back Well, it's yet. the shoulder pads, I think, you know, yeah, that's right. They're a bit dodgy, aren't Ooh, they? Oh, yes. They're not really a great winner. But I do source a lot of old clothes, so quite often my husband will send me in to a property before he, he and the boys go in to clear it properly and I'm allowed to root through and take anything I, I may be able to resell. And I was in one such property, it was a seafront flat, very modern, nothing very remarkable in there. And there was a wardrobe and I couldn't quite reach the top shelf. So I got a, an umbrella or something and poked everything off the top shelf and it all came flying down. Lots of dust and manky old rank jumpers and a load of bits of paperwork, old women's realm magazines, so goodness knows what. And I found this old banknote and I thought, oh well, they might be worth might be worth a few quid so I put that and a few other bits aside for my husband to look at and he referred it up to a specialist auction house in London who were so excited they sent someone down to collect it the same day to take it away and shove it in the strong room and subsequently we found out that it was a very very rare banknote and it sold for a substantial amount of money um, I'm not going to be indiscreet and say how much, but it was, it was, it was the biggest lot. thing. I, I think it was a lot of, of money. Biggest. It was a lot of money. It was the biggest it's, thing the biggest we thing. ever found. But it was also it was a scruffy <clears throat> little piece of paper, and people think the money's in the gold and the silver. It really isn't. In it, China, oh, you know. Well, no. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, we've we've had a few of those slip through our fingers. There was once in a greenhouse in a clearance. There was a a pot that my husband had recognised as being a brush pot. And we were doing the probate for the valuation and he thought it probably was a brush pot, but wasn't Good really say, sure. No. But by the time the job came, that pot had been removed and it did subsequently turn up and sell for something like £200,000. So, so, you know, sometimes things get away, but... Most of the time, people don't know. Sometimes people don't know. Also, I mean, we are... There has to be, we are down there with estate agents, you know, the levels of trust, people assume that we're making vast, vast amounts of money. Not necessarily. 
if we go into a clearance and we find something that is very valuable and is obviously very valuable, we will give it straight back to the estate. Yeah. For them to because obviously do the right there thing with indications if you didn't. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, relatives or whatever got wind of it. This is it. Um, so, it, you know, you have to sell... And close. in this estate, yeah. the estate where the banknote was found, there were no next of kin. No. So... So it was fine. It and was that, fine. That was incredible. I, I do remember that. And I think, uh, you know, uh, celebrations all around, really. Absolutely. Definitely. So, um, so yeah, um, it's been absolutely um, marvellous to make... Um, to, to make a connection again, Minty. I haven't seen you for a long time, and uh, to, to find out about your business is uh, is fascinating. And I really hope that the listeners have, have gained some insight into uh, you know the life of uh, an antiques uh, lady, should I say, lady? Oh well, <laughs> that's for me to know. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, it's been wonderful having you here, and uh, my name is Emmanuel. And I'll be with you again very shortly. And you've been listening to Vita Amina, um, which is, uh, I probably said that wrong, but I'm, I have to say I'm a little bit tipsy. Um, um, it's been marvellous having you with us. And we'll be with you again very soon with another marvellous interview. <laughs>